Welcome to Behind the Case, an ACG Case Reports Journal podcast, brought to you by the American College of Gastroenterology. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Behind the Case. I'm Roberto Simons Linares, Editor-in-Chief of the ACG Case Reports Journal and a GI Fellow at the Cleveland Clinic. I would like to welcome our guest today, Dr. Palash Jaswal, who is the author of a great article published in the December issue of our journal. He's currently a GI Fellow at the SUNY Downstate Medical Center in New York. Palash, welcome and thank you for joining us. Palash's article is entitled Acute Esophageal Necrosis Associated with Acute Pancreatitis. Palash, could you please briefly summarize the case for the audience? Sure, Roberto. My attending and I were almost done with the day when our service got paid for a case of coffee grounds in the NG tube aspirate in setting off elevated INR, which was about six. The patient was a 77-year-old man with multiple comorbidities, including atrial fibrillation, for which he was on warfarin. Heart failure with reduced ejection fraction. He also had chronic kidney disease, poorly controlled diabetes, and he was admitted for acute calculus cholecystitis, which was initially managed with antibiotics and percutaneous cholecystostomy. He ultimately underwent ERCP for distal CBD stones and developed post-ERCP pancreatitis. He was still recovering from post-ERCP pancreatitis when he was noted to have this episode of bleeding. The patient was not hemodynamically unstable, but was noted to have a hemoglobin drop from about 9 to roughly 7.5. After transferring to the medical ICU, we performed an EGD on the same day. We were expecting maybe gastropathy, esophagitis, or septic ulcer disease, but we were absolutely shocked when the esophageal mucosa was circumferentially necrotic, friable, and black appearing. I've never seen anything like this in my life. It was so bizarre, Roberto. The necrosis extended longitudinally from the mid-esophagus all the way to the EG junction for a total length of 16 centimeters. Interestingly, we carefully traversed the necrotic segment and visualized the stomach immediately distal to the EG junction. The gastric mucosa appeared absolutely normal. Based on the unremarkable appearance of the mucosa and duodenum, it was actually hard to believe that the patient was so sick and suffering from upper GI hemorrhage. That's when we considered acute esophageal necrosis as a diagnosis. After the procedure, we managed the patient with supportive management, including IV, PPI, and sucralfate, um, and his esophagitis resolved a few weeks later. Great, Palash. That was a great summary. And I always encourage our audience to go to our website, the journal's web- website, ACG Case Reports, and look at the images. There's like two, three really nice figures that this case has uh, of uh, esophageal necrosis. Now, Palash, what is, for the audience, what is black esophagus uh, or acute esophageal necrosis? Acute esophageal necrosis is basically a severe form of esophagitis characterized by necrosis of the esophageal mucosa. It is usually noted in distal esophagus and is associated with low flow hemodynamic state. It's also called black esophagus because 
when you visualize the mucosa, that's the first thing that comes to your mind. Acute esophageal necrosis is a rare entity. There are just a limited number of cases reported in the literature, and the overall data is very scarce. In early 2019, there was a comprehensive review of literature on acute esophageal necrosis, where the authors reviewed and summarized approximately 100 cases of acute esophageal necrosis. So it is safe to say that it is a clinical entity that is rarely encountered and has not been profoundly studied. Great, thank you, Palash. So what is the typical presentation? Now that you mentioned there's a review, what's the typical presentation of black esophagus? Is sure. It... Um, the most common presenting symptom of acute esophageal necrosis is melana or hematomysis. Patients may complain of chest pain, heartburn, dysphagia, odynophagia, or vomiting. However, quite often, these patients are severely ill and are unable to express any of these symptoms. Usually, patients with acute esophageal necrosis have several ongoing comorbidities. They also have low flow hemodynamic state or might even be in shock. So a hemodynamically unstable patient who later on develops melena or hematomysis fits the typical illness script for the disease. So is this an endoscopic diagnosis? Do you need pathology? Tell the audience, how do you diagnose black esophagus? The diagnosis is clinical mm -hmm. and typically requires two findings. Firstly, the existing clinical scenario. The patients are usually suffering from a low-flow hemodynamic state. And secondly, the typical endoscopic findings of circumferential necrotic appearing esophageal inflammation that is usually restricted to just the lower third or lower half of esophagus. However, there are case reports where the entire length of esophagus has been involved. One important finding is that the mucosa distal to EG junction is spared and the gastric mucosa is absolutely not involved. Hence, you need typical EGD findings in the correct clinical scenario to make the diagnosis of acute esophageal necrosis. There is no specific histologic finding that defines the disease, so a biopsy may not be necessary and actually may put the patient at risk of perforation. Thank you. Thank you, Palash, for that explanation. Now tell us, what was your differential or what is the differential diagnosis for when you, when you encounter an endoscopic view of black esophagus? The appearance of acute esophageal necrosis can look like severe esophagitis or caustic ingestion injury. However, the clinical scenario in these cases would be an obvious giveaway. Alash, you kind of told us about, but to uh, clarify more, so what's the pathogenesis, like the mechanism of black esophagus? Well, to understand the pathophysiology, we have to discuss the anatomy of the distal esophagus first. Mm -hmm. The blood supply to the distal one-third of esophagus is from the left gastric artery. This part of esophagus has relatively poor blood supply and fewer collaterals, so it is more susceptible to necrosis in low flow state. Additionally, the lower one-third of the esophagus is more frequently exposed to gastric acid and gastric contents, which can lead to local irritation, inflammation, and eventually necrosis in a patient with already compromised blood supply to the region. Our patient was an elderly gentleman 
who was recovering from post-ERCP pancreatitis, which was complicated by acute on chronic renal failure. Patients with acute pancreatitis are at risk of intravascular hypovolemia, ARDS, severe inflammatory response syndrome, and end organ damage. In a sense, we might consider the esophageal necrosis to be a form of end organ damage from acute pancreatitis. Excellent. That's a great explanation with the anatomy explanation. Palash, tell us how do you manage black esophagus and what was different in your patient, for example? The management depends on the severity of the disease or the associated complications. Patients with complications like perforation, mediastinitis, or mediastinal abscess, or even gangrene are likely to benefit from surgery. Esophageal stent was actually used to manage one of these cases in the literature. And interestingly, in one of the cases, the patient was bleeding so profusely that they had to use a Blakemore tube to manage the patient. However, most of the cases should be treated with supportive management. This includes keeping the patient NPO, aggressive IV PPI therapy, antibiotics, antifungal, sprouting, and aggressive hemodynamic resuscitation. There are no clear guidelines on the management of this exceedingly rare clinical entity. But we think in absence of any obvious surgical complication, supportive management is the way to go. Additionally, the CT surgery team must be involved to assess in case the patient develops any of these complications. Exactly. No, that's great. In case the patient develops, you know, mediastinitis, etc. No, that was great. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, Palash, in summary, yeah. what would you say was the most challenging part of this case for you? Well, I think the most challenging part of this case was the patient's comorbidity. With the supportive management, we were able to reverse this severe esophageal necrosis fairly quickly. However, the patient deteriorated slowly over several months and eventually died due to complications from unresolving pedipancreatic fluid collection and severe kidney injury requiring hemodialysis. Now, could you summarize the take-home points uh, to learn from your case report, please? With this interesting case report, I would like to draw the attention of the listeners to the fact that acute esophageal necrosis is a rare clinical entity that endoscopists should be aware of. An accurate diagnosis is based on characteristic endoscopic findings of circumferential necrotic or black appearing esophagus that usually involve the distal esophagus with sparing of gastric mucosa and occurs in setting of low flow hemodynamic state. Management is supportive and providers should consider early empiric antibiotics and anti-secretory therapy. Excellent. Now, that was a great explanation. I always like to ask a non-medical question to get to know our guests uh, a little better, Palash. So tell us something about you that most people don't know. I absolutely love cricket. It's a sport that we follow in uh, India. I follow cricket religiously and enjoy watching, playing, and talking about it. I enjoy traveling and photography. I love to explore new destinations every vacation. I also love wildlife, birds, and nature. Absorbing nature helps me unwind, and I just get thrilled when I see wildlife at large. Thank you very much, Palash.
My pleasure, Roberto. I would like to thank my attending, Dr. James Arujo, for his excellent supervision during the management of this case and for his assistance in writing this case report. Thank you very much, Palash, and thank you everyone for listening and until next episode.